When I first moved here, um, like back in the 90s, I lived... Do you know uh, those guys? Or? No, I don't. But I, I lived, remember them being around I, a lot. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I remember being at the Rainbow. I lived near the Rainbow. Yeah. And um, I was walking one day and there was like this old, you know, obviously Eastern European elderly woman walking down the street and there was one of their pole, one of their flyers on a pole and you could tell the name just like really irritated her. Oh, because yeah. she went up and ripped it up in like a million pieces and threw it on the sidewalk. Yeah. I, I saw, man, I wish I could still remember the band, but there was this, this black lady on the bus that I saw one of the times I was riding around drawing on mm -hmm. the bus. And she, oh, she had a... Was this just a random ride? Random ride. She had a t-shirt, a split lip Rayfield t-shirt. Like, what a, like, like some, or some, a band like that. I think it was split lip Rayfield, but like a band that's totally, like, it's a very, you got to be in a particular scene to be, to know what yeah, that even man. is. But you, you know, she totally got it from, you know, Goodwill. Right. It's like a, like a elderly black lady with a split lip Rayfield right, t-shirt. Right. But I love that shit. That's, yeah. that's my favorite. When yeah, stuff like that happens. Because you like, always wonder. You always wonder, like some weird part of the culture, you know, invades another part of the culture, right. and they don't know anything about each other. It's just a shirt. It's Am kind I, of the same as like you know when, you know how they print up like the loser of the of the championship, and then they they and then they have they to ship, give it away to like a homeless shelter or like third world country. Right, you know, right. So, so you see like in the outback or in the Amazon forest. Yeah. So all over the world, like right. the the. the you know, the, the Dewey beats Truman, basically, mm -hmm. of, of whatever is running around there. Some, like, alternate history. Yeah. But this is, yeah, the yeah, man. This Illinois entertainer is just, it's also another world that I, I don't know, I'm sort of, every once in a while I think about going to one of these clubs, but then I, I, I don't think I ever will. Well, because it's out in Joliet. Yeah. You know, I'd so have to rent like, a car you know, to fucking do this. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of effort to get out there. But, you know, it's like going on safari. But you wonder, because, like, this band here, the Iron Maidens, where the iron, the O in the iron is like a woman syndrome symbol. Yeah, yeah. And it goes right into the end of the Maidens. Like a kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some, there's some graphic action going on in that in their logo. <laughs> oh, wow, Day of the Maggots. Now, I'm Nothing, which is a Nine Inch Nails. Okay. The Fred Durst explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I used to pick these up all the time when I was a courier. Yeah. And sit there. I would read all. Yeah, know, yeah. All the crap that was on the. Street. Yeah, this is my favorite. I, I think I but, think Illinois Entertainer is actually my favorite music magazine. <laughs> wow, man. It kind of yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crazy crap that goes on that you don't know. Yeah, I mean, you think you know about Ribfest, but there's, right. you know, there's 10,000 Ribfests. Loving Mary Band. Yeah, I know, there's a Ribfest. Ribfest for every block. Yeah. Every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, Sebastian Bach. Bach. Yeah, going strong. <laughs> Where is this one at, man? Concord Music Hall. Oh, that's in. Oh, uh, yeah, a, that's just uh, off uh, Western yeah. over there on, on Milwaukee. Right, I've never yeah. been to that place. That Did used that used to be the Congress Theater? No, yeah. no, no. It's, oh, okay. it's it used to be uh, like a dance club, hip hop club, where oh, okay. police were called all the time. And, you know, it was like for you know like non non -whites. Well, no, it was for non-white people. So, oh, so of the, course, there was yeah, like whatever it is, the Beckys are on their cell phone all the time calling numbers. Who knows? Uh, right. But yeah, when I was driving cab, there was always police presence around that place. I forget what it was. It was called something like V Live or something like that. 
but then it turned into another Not, one of these ret retro or like nostalgia right. places. Now look how many people are in the cast to really dance. It take you know. And I mean that shit is have, some yeah. produced music. You got you need a lot right. of you need session a lot of pros to to recreate that music. They don't have a website, but they got a Gmail. <laughs> if you wanted to join or open for them, right? <laughs> or you want to book them? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna book them just to play my my living room. <laughs> right. Just for me. <laughs> I thought you didn't have people over. It's true, I don't. Well, you could have them in your studio. <laughs> my studio I, is, is the same place oh, well, that I don't have people over, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, that the seven inch. Oh, well, thank you, man. Thank you. High production values going on. Right. Well, yeah, you like, know. How many of those did you make? Are you still printing them, or? Um. Yeah, you know, I got a bunch. I'm. I'm caught up on it right now. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, like in a little while, I'm gonna have to um, have to print up some more. Yeah. That's cool. Where, I always wanted to know, like, where do those creatures come from? Like, Are the ones they, that I draw? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where do they start? They sort of, you know, what they kind of remind me of. What's that? You remember that there was an old cartoon? I think it was the Warner Brothers about the cat that hated people, and he stowed away on a rocket to the moon. And on the moon, he meets all these creatures. Oh yeah, that yeah, are, that yeah. Are like, just like kind of thing, thingamajig at, know it, automatons, yeah. and then it, it runs back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, I hate people. Step on you, walk on you, and then they kick you. And so, right, and so, so he, goes he runs to the away moon. to the moon, and it's much and worse it's, up yeah, there. Yeah, because everything's everything's and he, monsters. Then he, yeah, he gets himself back on Earth and happily gets his ass kicked, mm -hmm. like along the sidewalk. He's laying so, on a busy sidewalk, yeah. and people are stepping so, so on. So your guys remind me a little bit of those those people. Those those weird, the creatures on the moon, because <laughs> they, yeah, have like big mouths and big feet, but they don't, and they're always trying to do something gross, sort of, or, but you don't really know what they're doing, exactly, <laughs> can't tell if they're walking forwards or backwards, okay, yeah, <laughs> where did they, I mean, because you've been doing them a long time, right, <laughs> where did they, do you, do you have any idea where they came from? Some of the nastier stuff, I think I probably just draw for my wife to look at, oh, yeah. I know. but because I know that it make that she laughs at my nasty and funny sense of humor. But um, a lot of it is also. It's just that I think it's pretty funny too. Yeah, the mind running, running wild, you know, like in a nasty way, and yeah. a lot of it is like looking at those old Looney Tune type of things, you know, yeah. and and comic strips, you yeah. know. The comic strips that used to be in the newspapers. Yeah, like the old ones. Right, since, well, I guess there's still ones in the newspaper because I don't, you know, I haven't gotten a newspaper for it. I canceled my subscription since everything went on the internet. Right. But there's this horrible comic that was in, um, I don't even know if it's a horrible comic, it's just that it's a comic where it's sort of a soap opera and I hate everyone in it. It's called Lou Ann. I don't know that. Oh one. man, it, it's I, just I, I was never big on comics actually, so I don't know I was, too much. I was about really them. big on the comics in the newspaper, mm -hmm. you know, and Mad Magazine and stuff like that. What I was your favorite comic in the newspaper, though? I mean, uh, like, Charlie Brown and Beale Bailey. Well, yeah, and Nancy. Charlie Brown. I mean, yeah, you don't. You know have to feel stuff. empathy for that. You, know? you don't. Well, like, yeah. Well, as a child, as a kid, you don't catch like how fucking sad 
everything is in that. Yeah. Like, everybody's so fucking sad in that. <laughs> I think I did catch it. You probably, yeah, I mean, you're, you're probably ahead of the curve, but. Yeah, I don't know if I was ahead of the curve, but it's just like. Yeah, I don't I think it hit me until I saw one of those, spe like the, those like the holiday, holiday mm -hmm. specials. It's just. Man. Not being depressed and being an outcast. <laughs> you know? Right. Man, I. Um, Never getting what you right. want. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. It's always, you know, like, that's like the whole thing. It's just so. Yeah, but I, it's, it's always, depressingly, always missing the kick, depressingly, trying to kick the football. Depressing, and, depressingly yeah. nihilistic. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Um. I read this biography about Charles Schultz. Mm -hmm. It came out in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Was it good? You know? It's good, man, and he was like a melancholic type of yeah. guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was Charlie he actually, Brown, obviously. He kinda, yeah. yeah, he kind of yeah. was, you know. Man, not. We'll talk about this in yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like the last cartoon he drew was like a snowball fight that had everybody throwing snowballs, and Snoopy's just sitting there looking at it, and it said something like, "The dog realized that his father never taught him how to throw a snowball," and I thought, "Oh my God, that's like." Yeah, that's so funny because I mean, it's you know. Yeah, Peanuts is probably one of the most American things ever. And America is all about, you know, winning and success. And that strip was all about failure and, and sadness. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a very reflective little strip. Yeah, you know, oh, like, yeah. There's all, those, there's all those things where, you know, like where Linus and Charlie Brown would be resting against a brick wall, mm. you know, with their hand on their own, you know, talking about something deep. And then, like, Linus would always quote, scriptures yeah. to make his point, you know. Yeah. Now those I don't remember, you know, because I mainly read those in the newspaper when I was a kid. Yeah. And when I got to stuff like that as a child, my eyes would just glaze over, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, because he was he was a regular church goer. Oh, yeah, man. He was a, he was a believer. Yeah, I think yeah. he's like a Lutheran or something like that. Probably since yeah. he was from the northern Midwest. Yeah. That's interesting. I was too old to get that stuff as part of my childhood, I think, by the time I got here okay. and learned English in America. Like, I was too old for, you know, Mr. Rogers, say. Mm -hmm. By the time I, I saw Mr. Rogers and understood, he just seemed creepy to me. Or just, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah, it was like for little kids or something. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. Yeah, I think we got, we got, where I lived, we got cable, like, probably when I was about in fourth grade, so. Yeah. And that Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street were on, and it was. Uh, oh, they weren't. You didn't get them on the regular TV. No, man. We lived out in the country at that age. Oh, there, were, there was not a PBS station. Where, there was where a PBS you... station that was in town, but you had to have cable. Oh, you had to, to have cable it. to get the PBS. Okay. You had to have cable to get it. So when you know that stuff came on, I was in fourth grade. My time window for that stuff, you know. You missed it. Yeah, yeah it just sort of seemed. Uh, it seemed beneath. Beneath, yeah, by the time beneath me, you know, like when you're about nine or ten years old, you know. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I mean, I was almost eight when I got here. But, yeah, by about nine or ten, I had, you know, I, I had English down pretty well, but it was too late for the mm -hmm. kiddie programs, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you know English when you got here? No. Okay. No, I was in ESL and everything, but, you know, at that age, you're just a sponge. Right, yeah. You come so quickly, and... Also, it helped that it was sort of full immersion because there wasn't a big Russian community in Boston then, in 1978. There's a huge one now, but uh, so I, ha I didn't have an opportunity to just 
like live in, like among a bunch of people that spoke my language. Mm-hmm. I spoke Russian with my parents and a couple of their friends, but do they speak Russian to each other at home now? Or? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is their first language? Yep. Okay. For sure. Yep. When you're home, do you speak Russian to them? I do. Okay. Yep. But yeah, they're practically the only ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so. I mean, you know, where I came from, we, we didn't have comics, so I didn't... I I read comics a little bit later, but more alternative comics mm-hmm. when I was older. You know, like Robert Crumb or like Raw, right, like right. Weird, weird shit. Uh, but, but that was, yeah, by the time I was in high school, probably. Uh, but not the traditional, like, superhero comics, but I mm-hmm. never had that, never did any of that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have that kind of background. Uh, I, le- I always loved the cartoons, though, the... Because they showed them in the afternoons on the mm-hmm. local station, like the Warner Brothers, it was, mm-hmm. there would be half hour. Okay. Yeah, that's what I liked when we got cable. The Looney, there was a Looney station, right? Stuff, yeah. yeah, there was a station from um, Indianapolis that we would get, and it would have in the mornings. Um, uh, I can't remember what the woman's name is. There's one called Popeye and Janie's Treehouse, mm. and Janie, you know, was this. Um, Fairly attractive woman, that, you know, but she looked like she could be a mom. And then in the middle of the day, there was Cowboy Bob, and it would show all those cartoons, you know. That so he was just a local host, or mm-hmm. Cowboy Bob, you know, like he. Where had was he at? Of Indiana. Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so we got that stuff here. I'll show you what Cowboy Bob. No, I caught a little bit, here and there. I caught a little bit of Captain Kangaroo, but mm-hmm. uh, now other like, but that was more national. Like Captain Kangaroo wasn't local. Right. Like, he was. I don't know what channel he was on. No, but that, those were reruns already by the time I saw them. I think it was off. I think Captain Kangaroo was off by the, in the eighties. I don't know if he's still on in the eighties or not. This is what Cowboy Bob looked like. Oh yeah. You know, and then so like when I was in grade school, there was always. So would he sing a song? And yeah, like, he'd sing like John Denver songs. But yeah. then like it had those cartoons, you know, like where people were getting slapped in the head with hammers, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. just all the cartoons that are sure. banned now, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but there was always this story about Cowboy Bob that I heard in grade school, and it was always like somebody said, "Yeah, um, this guy I know, his cousin, his cousin's sister went out on a date, you know, oh, with no. Cowboy Bob." And um, then they said, let's go back to, Cowboy Bob said, let's go back to my house. And Cowboy Bob goes to the bathroom, comes out completely nude, wearing his cowboy hat and said, hey, I'm a nudist, are you cool with that? You know, <laughs> it was always, it was always, you know, it was always never, never any firsthand, you know, it was always somebody I knew, somebody that knew somebody, sure. his cousin. So he was uh, sort of like a well, Harvey Weinstein at this time kind of deal. At least Harvey had a robe yeah, on. Right. I think this was, I think this was the '70s, so people were like, you know, trying to. That was to just be, that was supposed to be normal. You know, yeah. He's sexual, trying to play it, it off like it was like some, hippie, some hippie thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a free love. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. I mean, if you watch any of those, you know, they have all those shows on Netflix now about the cults, mm-hmm. either documentaries or miniseries. And what it always boils down to is some fucking dirty old man who wants to fuck young women. Oh, yeah. always. That's. Whatever bullshit they make right. up, what it really boils down the to Maharaji is the Maharaji and yeah, everybody they just else. Just want to fuck a bunch of women. That's mm-hmm. as the younger the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they whatever gobbledygook they make up about they've bamboozled flying saucers or uh-huh. or gods or whatever. It all comes down to the same thing. Tranquility. Yeah.
Mm. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> Would get these magazines, you know, like this was in the 1970s, so it'd be like sort of hippie type of magazines, you know, like where it'd be like alternative thought about. He was in landscaping, and mm -hmm. so he was really big into like you know the greening of America. Oh, okay. You know. Was that his job? Was, yeah, yeah. He was a landscaper for, you know, yeah, it was a family business for him. His grandfather started it in the 1800s. And his father did it and then he did it. And, um... Just for private houses or for... Mm -hmm, yeah. Private houses uh, and, you know, I mean, we lived in a smaller town, so, you know. Still in Indiana or...? Yeah, this was in Indiana. But anyway, like, he would get these magazines, you know, like, the Whole Earth Catalog or something like that. Yeah. And I know, like, I, you know, like, I'd see him laying around, or maybe he'd put them in his closet, mm -hmm. and I'd pull them out and look at him when he wasn't around, and there'd be these R. Crumb cartoons in it, you know, and, it was, yeah. you know, it was just, you know, people fucking, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. But I love the way those things looked. Yeah. You know. The catalogs? Or, yeah, the art crumb cartoons. You know, I don't really remember. Yeah. I don't remember too much about yeah. the articles or anything else. You know, I just remember like going through and looking. Big asses at, and legs yeah. and thin, thin little waists. You know, and somebody, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, like people kind of looking like Walt Disney characters or Looney Tune characters. Yeah. That, that Voyage Chicago that did the interview thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to uh, illustrate how how few people read that thing. I got a I got a solicitation from some other editor to be featured in it like a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. I just sent her a link to, to to the thing I already did for them. No answer back. So like they they don't even read their own fucking magazine. Right, yeah, exactly. And the hilarious thing about it is they say, well, oh there's no fees. Like fee for what? Like you should be charge you should be paying us. We're right. we're giving we're giving you a Giving you words of wisdom. I know. And pictures and stuff. Hilarious. So, that's, that's a lot of the interest. I gave a bunch of off-the-wall answers. Yeah. <laughs> to see, like, how much they would print. Did they print it off? I'm really afraid to look. Oh, you didn't look? <laughs> no. I, I bet. I'll bet you there was no editing at all. I read yours. I read you not. I tried to go back through to make sure that, you know, everything was grammatically correct. Yeah. And the spelling was correct. Mm -hmm. But you know, yeah, it's. I mean, so much of it of the internet is just this, it's just this bottomless well that it's garbage. And you can't find. Well, you can't find anything. No. The only way to find something is to have somebody else tell you to point you in a specific place. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just a just bottomless pit. I and mean, there's good stuff in there, but you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta wade through a whole fucking lot of muck. Man, you know what? To get to it. Right. What is really weird is that when you run across people that are always just pulling up all these obscure websites, mm -hmm. you know, and using yeah. that, uh, man, you know, how do you have the fucking time in the day to, um, I'll find something that I think is funny on Google Images mm -hmm. and show it to somebody and then they'll say, oh, I've seen that one a hundred times. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's... There's a huge problem with any kind of attribution or sourcing, you know, mm -hmm. it, every other thing gets gets exposed as either a hoax or like a copy, mm -hmm. an unauthorized copy from something, mm -hmm. or somebody, and yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, the big, the big mistake, I think, probably, you know, whoever started the internet didn't 
probably anticipate how all pervasive it would get, but the idea that any of this stuff is free mm -hmm. is just a fucking big fundamental mistake because it's not free for those of us that actually make shit. Right. It's not, the labor's not free. Mm -mm. So, but people expect to get it for free, so, so then you're, you're kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. Because you know as soon as you put something in there into that fucking box, anybody can have it right. for nothing. Um, right. So then, yeah, I mean, what you got to do is like what you're doing, making limited edition silkscreen covers for your record that you, you have to buy, buy. in, so in the actual world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the only thing you can do to make any sort of money. Off, right. Off your creativity. It, you know, yes. You know, and it's just the. And it's. I mean, it ends up being nominal because of the crazy amount of labor you have to go through to make mm -hmm. you know, to make 300 of these. I mean, I don't know. How, could you even estimate how many fucking hours? It's like a hundred hours or something. I, I don't you know. know. Yeah. It's a I, lot of time. I guess so. It is. You know, but it's like one of those things that you know that I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what else I would do with my time. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, I really like. You know. I really like the tediousness. What some people think is the tediousness, but the printmaking you know. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't with printmaking. I couldn't hack it. Uh, the with some things like the website, I can do. There's mm -hmm. a lot of that when just like, that repetitiveness of printmaking. Like, yeah, but something about the printmaking stuff. I, but all else, I haven't done it in a long time. Maybe I'd be into it now. I don't know. Um, but you know, I come. I come from the snobby world of painting and drawing where everything's unique and special right <laughs> there's only one of everything right yeah <laughs> there's also that yeah i was a i was a total terror in in like my etching class when i was in school i would re refuse to do additions because i didn't want to i didn't want to wipe the plates the same each time i didn't understand the point mm -hmm. and the point is to make it the same because that's what an addition is but i wouldn't fucking do it I just wipe it different every time. Oh, really? Because I was an asshole, yeah. What did your teachers say to you or your instructors? They tried the, the one, I only took one etching class. Oh, I mostly okay. did lithography. I think I was better behaved in lithography, but lithography is more labor intensive than etching is. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there too, I mean, basically what I liked was drawing on mm -hmm. the surface because it was a different surface on the stone or on the plate. I, but the printing part, I was not interested in at all, like zero. And my favorite was when they invited me back uh, to the printmaking department to give a talk. Mm -hmm. And as part of it, they like I drew on a stone and then they printed it all. Like oh really? They did all of it. it was oh great. wow! Yeah, yeah That's I just crazy. Got, like kind of like I have a print like like that big. Oh wow! Uh, they printed a whole edition for me. It was just part of their class, you know. It was part of the project. But that. And that's the way, you know, the, like the big time artists used to do it. They just go into one of these shops and draw on something and then the master printers would do all the actual work. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm totally for that kind of division of labor. Yeah, oh yeah, man. <laughs> so whenever anybody asks me about printmaking, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm totally into somebody else somebody printing. Somebody else does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I... But you like the process. I like the process because, you know, like... Um, it's sort of, you know, nerve-wracking. Am I going to register, you know? Because I'm not really a big register type of person sure. anyway, man. Because, I don't Did you ever, like... Were you ever a candy eater when you were a kid? Sure. Did you ever get Bazooka Joe bubblegum? Yeah. What, 
that had the little comics on the yeah, inside. Yeah, it had the comics inside, yeah. And did you notice those comics, the registration? They weren't oh, funny. They were the registration was horrible. Yeah. But for some reason, you like the way that, that looked. I thought that was great. You know, like I thought that was fantastic that it was just so horrible. You know, and you know, so I'll purposely make things that are a little bit, you know, smaller where the, each color is a little bit smaller or bigger. Yeah. And some of it's just so, you know. Well, there's yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's printmakers that make a whole art out of that, like like the stuff that our friend Keith does. Oh yeah. Like everything's always on. Like, or he has his own crazy system of right. how he does that. But he has his no, own. He has his own universe. Yeah. Of things. But where know. everything there's the colors overlap. They're, they're uh -huh. never like exactly right, but they're right in in the universe of Keith right. Ersig, They're absolutely perfect. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's created his own universe of things. You know, like his own universe of characters and everything else. You know. Mm -hmm. oh, how many of these have you done? Back. Back, back to making radio history here. Uh, this is uh, like number six, I think. Oh my God! Well, I, I my my epic, the epic one about Rosalind with the with John McNaughton is that that, was, that that one was like an hour long, and that was yeah, I was actually did more editing on that than anything because I needed. To cut what do you edit it in? Garage Band. Okay. Yeah, I the, yeah, there was just stuff I needed to cut out. To, why are you talking about people that might be listening to it? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there's other inappropriate, inappropriate shit that, yeah, would, not to be shared with a, <laughs> a with, with a family audience, the, the family audience that has grown to love and respect my podcast efforts. I guess I should be watching these F words. Oh yeah, well, I'll believe them all. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Yeah. You could put a car horn on like in there. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, random car horns will just like go a, off. you know, like that ooga. <laughs> so, so what came first, the art or the music, for for you? That that's another thing I uh, wanted to know. You know what? Know. The art, probably. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Like from being from a kid. From a kid, you know, like a kid. Yeah, you know. Um, um, I, both of my parents worked when I was little, so I spent a lot of time with uh, my mom's parents, uh -huh. you know, and um, they would give me like a piece of paper and a pencil, Yeah, and I could just sit there, you know. You were supposed to entertain yourself, right? I, you know, yeah, I think, I think that it's just something I enjoy doing, you know, also. What was the first thing you can remember as like a, an art, like what you, like, is it the cartoons or? Comic strips or like like children's book illustrations or something. Um, now I know like you know like because I had a bunch of books as a kid, uh -huh. and there was a, a book about you know like it was a, a book of fairy tales and there was a book of one of them was like the original Pinocchio uh -huh. in this big anthology. Yeah. And there it showed like on one page Pinocchio's nose was little, and then like you go over the next page. And it kept growing. And then, yeah. and then it kept growing. And then, like, his nose, his, he's on one side, and the nose goes over, like, two pages. And Pinocchio has this look of horror on his face. You know, like, when you have dreams where you're losing... You ever have the losing teeth dreams? I haven't had the losing teeth. The one I get most of all is the one where I'm, I realize I'm still in high school and I haven't gone to any of the classes. Like, and I don't and, know where the classroom and is. And you're, you're age like, right now. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to graduate. Right. Yeah, that, and, but that you're, one, like, the though. age you are now? Probably. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's me. I know, like, I know, like, like that I have those dreams. Like, like, like what have I been doing all the these teachers? Years. What am I doing? And then I'm like <laughs> old enough yeah. to be all these people's parents. Yeah. I, you know? I've heard that the tooth one is a common one. I've never had yeah. the tooth one. So I've had yeah. the tooth one where you know, like, I'm looking in the mirror, uh -huh. and not only do teeth come out, 
But one time I pulled my jaw out. Oh. It was a piece of wood. You know, like a rock. Oh, your, your whole jawbone was a, was a piece of wood, and it's like laying in the sink. You know, so you know, like, and you're looking at yourself because uh -huh. they seem very realistic. You know, yeah. you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and your eyes are just humongous. Yeah. But you know, at that time I couldn't read, so I just you know. So you remember dreams from that time, from when you when you read when you saw Pinocchio, mm -hmm. and it was like that. Mm -hmm. Huh. Did you understand that it had to do with lying or like telling stories? Oh yeah, because that's why he got you know he's mm -hmm. got his nose. Yeah, you know lying. my parents tried to teach me morals, so like I was told the line was not right. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I remember hearing a lot of lectures about having a conscience, mm -hmm. which I never understood. Which I, I don't think I, I still don't think I have one. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you're wondering like, is that like a spleen? Yeah, or yeah. A liver or a lung work? Can you find? But it that? was something where, where I had done something about which I should have known better or I should have thought about before, but I had done it, and I didn't feel bad about it, but I had to act like I did. Oh, really? Oh, sure. Yeah. What would you do? Just act contrite to shut your parents up? Yeah. 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 I mean, I would go. There was a point where was there I fake could, tears? As far as tears, yes. Were they real or fake? Wow, I don't remember. I I mean I, I got I I squeezed out some tears after getting caught stealing from a store once. How old were you on that? Oh, I mean I started with the stealing at like nine or ten okay. probably, but it went on an embarrassingly long time. <laughs> like. Like almost a 30. <laughs> the, yeah, let's just say, yeah, there was a lot of jobs where I had a second job, which was, yeah, I had a, I had a sideline. <laughs> Sticky Fingers Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Five Finger Discount. Yes, there was a lot of that. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, I remember a lot about this thing about a conscience, which I never really understood what, what that was about. So you had Pinocchio. Pinocchio was like an early yeah. influence. Yeah. I got caught stealing when I was about four. Yeah? What yeah. did you steal as a four-year-old? Man, my, I had an uncle that had a bar, and my grandpa would be watching me, and he would take me into the bar all the time, yeah. you know, and we'd hang out in there. It would be in the middle of the day, you know, so it was like one of those bars that smelled like stale beer sure. and stale cigar smoke and cigarette like old smoke. man drinker? Like old, old man drinker. You know, like yeah. it was a bunch of guys that worked at the refinery. Were There's they an oil like, refinery Like third shift or something? Did they come in yeah, in the my morning? Grandpa, yeah, yeah, my grandpa worked the, what they called the hoodow shift. The hoodow, shift. that's overnight. Yeah. yeah, it's overnight, you know. Yeah. So he'd go in there, and he'd be watching me, and we'd just go in there and hang out. And my oh. uncle had a bunch of candy bars next to his cash register. And um, I love Nestle Crunch candy bars. And mm. so we're, you know, going out of there, and I palmed it. We're out in the car. Did he set you up on the bar or no? Oh yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't remember too much, you know. But I remember like uh, I was sitting. We were in the car driving, and I pulled out the candy bar and ate it, you know. And my grandpa asked where I got it. And, you know, I told the truth. Like um, I grabbed it off the bar. Yeah, I grabbed it and asked my patron. What said, was the punishment? We turned around. I went back, and he made me go in by myself, and I had to tell my uncle that I stole from him. Did, did your uncle like? Uh, he was a kind-hearted man, you know. Yeah. He was a kind-hearted man. I, you know, yeah, I think he knew. Punished a four-year-old. Right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he turned me over and kicked my ass all yeah. over the park and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gave me the ass kicking of my life. So you started with drawing at your grandparents' house. Right. Right. 
What did you drive? Was it car oh, was that always you know carrot? You what it was like? We there was a newspaper uh, that we had because it was like you know like there was not much going on around there. You know like the newspaper, the daily newspaper was a ten ten page newspaper. Mm -hmm. You know so there's probably about seven comics in there, and so I would just sit there and. Uh, Try to copy. You were copying the comic. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's kind of like how you see people going into the Louvre. Yeah, copying, sure. You know, well, that's, that's how you learn. I, right, that's what I did, was just yeah, figure out like, how do these. I mean, you know, you go back to, right. you read about the old masters right. in the academy, they were doing copies or from plaster casts. They were right. doing the exact same thing you were doing. I was doing that too. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm like, in the, but like comic books, you know, like the, uh, the superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. That was okay, you know, but I wasn't really in, you know, kind of seemed boring mm -hmm. to me, you know, like, uh, like I enjoy looking at those things from the early 60s now, Yeah. you know, like, because of the Cold War and, sure, but growing up, um, I wasn't so much into those, but I did have a friend that I hung out with, he had a brother that was like, uh, about two or three years older than us, and that brother was like, you know, he had the shoulders that were about, grew up to have the shoulders about five feet wide. He's a football player, you know, and just like, you know. He was funny, but, you know, he's kind of a bully too. But he had like all these Hulk magazine, and they just sat in a box. And when I would go over there, because I liked reading, you know, kind of like that. You know that Twilight Zone with, um, uh, Burgess Meredith. Oh, where, yeah, where he, where his, he breaks his glasses. Yes, that was He's on like, last night I watched it. Oh, but yeah. that was kind of like how best. I was yeah. as a kid. You know, like yeah. anything that I could pick up and read, I kind of like huh. doing that. So I would sit over there, you know, and read the Marvel comic books and kind of got into the stories. But it was, a, it was the stuff that was in the daily newspapers mm. that I liked. So when did the music start then? Uh, you know what? Uh, that that grandma that I had played in uh, bands like in the 1920s. What kind of bands? Uh, man, like country bands or? I think it was kind of like sort of jazzy type of bands. You know, like yeah. where they where they popular music of the day, foxtrotted or whatever yeah. it is that, that you did back then. But uh, she had a yeah. piano and she always played, and I enjoyed hearing her play. So yeah. like as a kid. I took piano lessons, you know. So you started with piano? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I unfortunately yeah. got stuck with the violin. Right, man. Which, which killed it for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, one of my sisters played violin for a little bit, and it's like a... What a neurotic, unforgiving instrument that Right, is. man. It's, yeah, it's forever to get a good sound out of that, yeah. man. Because I know, like, when... Yeah, like, you can strum a guitar and make it sound like a guitar. You can't fucking do that yeah, with a violin. Yeah, no, with a violin, man, it always sounds like an animal being tortured, yeah. you know. it's like some, something being killed. Yeah, right. unless you really know what you're doing. Yeah, right. No, no frets, no, no none of that shit. Yeah, you know, and it's just this... Wheeling noise, you yep. know. Yes, small animals dying. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, for years. I mean, I, I was I was made to play that thing for eight years. Oh man, how many hours a day? Not, I I, I didn't pra ever practice. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I did when I was made to. That, that was one of one of my best scams towards the end. So it was I played from when I was six to when I was fourteen. Mm -hmm. And my last teacher was this woman who played in the Boston Symphony Orchestra. And my mom would give me 40 bucks to take to this woman for the lesson. Now, I would call the woman like 15 minutes before and say I couldn't make it. 
and go spend the money on like video games and pizza. Did you get caught? Never. Oh, really? One God, of my that's... most successful scams. God, I couldn't that... do it too many times. Right, no. but, but she was, I don't know who was happier, me or her, because she didn't want to fucking see me anyways. Because <laughs> she knew I hadn't practiced. Right. And you're, I didn't want to do you're it. You were wasting everybody's time oh, yeah. and money. Oh, yeah. Your parents should have just given you the money. And it was that thing where... And, you know, my mom had unfulfilled dreams, musical ambitions, and she was living it after her kids. Right. Um, what, does she want to be a Perlman? What? what? What's his name? Uh, per it, oh, is that Perlman? Yeah. No, I think she wanted to play. Actually, she sort of had some piano lessons, but her mom never made her practice, so she was going to make sure her kids would follow her. Oh, really? Her. Yeah. But I don't know. So your mom took piano lessons but didn't practice either? Because she was a she wasn't because her mom didn't care, uh -huh. so she was gonna make sure that her kid wasn't gonna. You should have just said it was the DNA. Yeah. Oh, I I asked to quit every year. Oh really? Yeah. And would they, at would 14, your mom get into it too? Oh, he wasn't involved in that at all. I didn't no, know. Your dad would, would just no. sit there and like give this turn look like. No, every once in a while he would start screaming at me because I was fighting with her. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. I broke two bows against walls from temper tantrums. Oh wow, man! Broke them in half. Yeah, she would like glue them together. Oh wow! Together, which didn't really work. I was gonna say, once you break those, you gotta go get it. Yeah, not cheap either. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So how long did you study piano? Did you just study piano like from when you were little, or? Yeah, I started in fourth grade to fifth grade. You know. Mm -hmm. And I originally like we went to this church, uh, Lutheran church, and. Uh, Mrs. Schmidt, old lady, and she just let me pick out any, you know, any songs. Yeah. She, she gave me the rudiments, you know, yeah. like uh, the baby books that you gotta play, yeah. you know, like where it's just doing a scale. Yeah. And then, like, I, you know, started bringing music like rag. I was, as a kid, I was like really like listening to rag time. Really? Yeah. Where'd like you get that from? I mean, was it from Robert Crumb or no? no I you wouldn't have known. No idea. Like, I have no time. idea. Yeah, yeah. old time music. Yeah, man. Yeah. Not only did I like big legs, but I liked that old time music. Yeah. But um, um, but I really liked that, you know. And she just and it was cool because um, she was pretty kindly, and so she, you know, um, let me bring whatever sort of music I wanted to learn. That's so cool. I yeah. brought that and like um, whatever that that song is, the theme from the Alfred Hitchcock. TV show, boom, 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 I'd bring that oh, yeah. stuff oh, you in to play that? learn that sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> Every now and then she'd make me learn something. And then um, that pastor, because like I, I went to that church, and, this, and it was sort of like the Catholic church. When you're in junior high, you had to go every, at that one, every Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 12. You know, like while your friends are watching cartoons and you know, getting high and playing basketball and throwing So it was like frisbee. Sunday school, but it was also on Saturday. But it was like, it was on Saturday, man. So I had to go to religious class, you know. And then, like, he moved away, so... What was it like? Was it like catechism or like... It was catechism. Like, yeah, okay. It was catechism. Okay. So we had him in seventh grade, and he was like one of those screaming preachers, you know. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. But they were, they're not a hellfire church, but it's just was, like... Yeah, so Lutherans are kind of restrained. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're not, like, kind of cold. <laughs> right, yeah, but he just like bellowed, you know, and I just really? remember a kid thing like being, you know, 
terrified of having to go to church because there's this bald-headed old man up there just screaming his guts out. You know, was he screaming about everybody going to hell or like, no, I, what was he screaming? I think that was just his normal talking voice, oh, okay. you know, because uh, in, in um, seventh grade, it was the seventh graders and eighth graders that had to take it together, and the eighth graders were just like out of control mm -hmm. maniacs. Sure. They were throwing spitballs all the time. And I yeah. remember, you know, like we would just run out of class. And then like he moved and then we got this guy that was, um, you know, probably like in his 40s. Like, and you could tell like he was a teenager in the 50s and he was from Brooklyn. Cause Where, still, was this still in Indiana? This was still in Southern Indiana, okay. you know. Yeah. So you had like the pompadour. Yeah, you know, and he talked like in that fifties talk, like out to lunch, man. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, just you know, like Hepcat, Hepcat, yeah, like fifties Hepcat, great, right? You know, and like uh, some reason, like my dad had a bike from the nineteen forties. I had a ten speed that I rode around on, but then I, his 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 mom was like a hoarder, you know. So like I, um, she kept his bike from like a child, and so like, and those tires probably had not been changed since nineteen forty. Yeah. Six, you know, so like I was riding one day, you know, like on a Saturday. It must have rotted through, right? Oh, or, well, you know, like I was supposed to go to catechism, but I was on the bike. Uh -huh. And um, I, I thought, oh, it's a little low on air. So I was at a gas station filling it up. Blowing. And both the tires blew up. And then all of a sudden I see my dad driving down the street in his truck. Oh, yeah. And so I hid behind a gas pump, you know. And he didn't say anything or do uh -huh. anything. When I got home that night, he goes, hey, how was catechism today? <laughs> I said, man, it was fantastic. You know, just learned all sorts of stuff. Right? Yeah. I said, um, you're lying to me. And then <laughs> everybody, they all they all had that same punishment when I did. What was the wrong? Get in the car and I had to go confront, you know, whoever... Whoever I so lied to about, the Sunday, whoever I stole the church, from, whoever, yeah, I had to go to tell the and preacher. And tell him what you'd done? Told the preacher, like, hey, man, you know, um, told my dad today, I lied to my dad. I said that I was here. He said that I had a great time. And he said he saw me hiding behind a gas pump. Huh. <laughs> and so. Yeah, I went to, the, like, a watered-down Jewish version of that, like, to Hebrew school. Uh, but it was at a reform synagogue, which made me not believe in God even more, if anything. Um, but I used to skip that shit all the time. Right. Uh, but it was it was just, I mean, it was sort of, there was a hippie aspect to it where, like, we sang these kind of, like, folky songs, but they were adapted to Jewish themes, like, sort of religious themes, but not really. Right, what themes were they? I don't even remember these fucking songs anymore, but it was really square. I mean, like... Oh, I'm sure. Like, I... You know, I knew as like a 11 year old that this was this fucking lame. Right. 12, you know, and this is all leading up to having a bar mitzvah. And yeah, I did man. that. You gotta do that stuff to get your bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. And then I did, yeah, I went for a little bit longer, but um, mostly like they skipped me a couple of grades because a lot of it was language. There was a lot of language, like to learn Hebrew. And they skipped me two grades because I had an aptitude for it. So the only reason I stuck around was that I was good at it. Yeah. But very soon after that, can you speak I, I Hebrew still? Yeah. Oh. It goes like it's a it's like extra you know you have to exercise those muscles. You right. Can't, it's a pretty easy language. I mean, because you know it was unused for thousands of years, so most of it it's very limited vocabulary and it's got all these English words in it. The modern Hebrew. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy to pick up. Uh, I mean, there's no reason for me to. But, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, 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 so that, 
so that impacted the music thing though, yeah. the this church stuff? No, not the church, but the piano player. The piano player. Yeah. 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 And then uh, she when they moved away, um, my parents sent me to another teacher named Mrs. Flummerfell, who's this old lady. Her husband owned like a funeral home and they had one of those old Victorian houses. You know, it was on a hill, like in this old because the town that I lived in was founded in the 1700s by French people mm. before, you know, what was you the name know, of the town? Vincennes. Vincennes? Yeah. yeah. Like and the street here. Right, yeah. Vincennes man. on the south side. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Probably the same guy. I'm sure it's, it was some guy. Some yeah, it's a city in France. Yeah. So, uh, like, is it just a city or a per is it a lot of them are named after a person, you know? Well, there's probably a yeah. Claude Vincennes or, you yeah. know. Like all the, like, like, LaSalle is a person, mm -hmm. Kinsey's a person. Right. They're all people, you know, the name, the early settlers of the city. Yeah. Right. But anyway, like, uh, you know the Marx Brothers movies? Sure. You know the Margaret Dumont, the straight woman? No, uh, I mean, the one that Groucho, well, she was just sort of like, she's, she was like a throwback out of something from the 1930s, like uh -huh. uh, when, you know, like, uh, uh, when people would just go wild, yeah. you know, and she, you know, <laughs> Have a fit, yeah, you know. But she was she was pretty uptight, and we had like private lessons, and then we had group lessons. So every boy, you know, there was a girl in our class, but it's like I think about five boys and one girl, and you all had to sit there at desks, you know, like at these tables with the fake oh, keyboard. Oh, fake keyboard, yeah. You know, and so like uh, this one guy, he and I, we both realized that. We, you know, like we were like in probably seventh and eighth grade, and we're like, oh, you know, we found out we like rock and roll, so we bonded over that, and we, you know, went hog wild in those classes, like throwing snap pops. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, like, and she, you know, you became a miscreant. Yeah, you know, like, and uh, like, and then the keyboard. There's this one boy who'd always come in late all the time. I'd take a snap pop and put it under his keyboard because he did the same thing every time. Come in late, throw his books down, and then throw his whole body down on the and keyboard. Then and then it'd go off, and then, yeah. you know, she'd flip out and want to yeah. know who did it. And uh, that friend of mine and I, um, we were also in some classes in junior high school, and we had this teacher mm -hmm. who uh, taught us in um, seventh grade social studies. And uh, he had a voice like Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. You know, and like, that was a crazy thing. Our newspaper was only 10 pages, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, there was no editorials or anything, you know, like it was just like a few world news stories, mm -hmm. maybe like the criminal arrest record, you know, yeah. like about people getting in fights. Some it all local news or were they picking up like whatever? They picking AP up off the AP, like, you yeah, know. Whatever, yeah, and then there'd be news, like, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, there's some local news like so and so, a new laundromat opened in town or, you know. Um, and then like, you know. Then the then church is having its annual garage mm, sale. Yeah, yeah, man, that sort of yeah. job. But anyway, he would get up in front of the class and uh, be talking about how this newspaper was, you know, more or less just left-wing garbage. Really? You know? Oh, yeah, man, he had that whole thing. The local paper was left-wing yeah, garbage? Yeah, you know, and, he, and he'd say, the Vincent Sun commercial, or as I like to call it, the daily excuse, you know? Wow. And so he was... Uh, what was his beef with it? Did they write something bad about it? You know, like, I mean, he was just like one of those people that, you know, like that that Republican mantra that the press is the enemy, you know? Yeah. Um, and he was a boys basketball coach, you know, and he was probably like in his 40s at the time. He always wore, you know, like monochromatic colors, you know, like it was always like a burgundy cardigan sweater, 
a turtleneck, you know, and uh, like Sansabel slacks and shoes that matched. And then he'd have TCR, Tony C. Riley. Oh, he had his monogram? Yeah, like, you know that TV show Laverne and Shirley? Oh, yeah, with Hal Laverne? Yeah, she always he had that, enough. you know. On everything? And he always on had everything, man. So, and he had this toupee, you know, and it's sort of like a Beatles type of toupee. Not, it was just like, you know, it was, went down and then it's like combed like that, you know, where he took a comb above his brow. And he was really into duck hunting, so he shows videos about, you know, duck hunting. So this kid that I took piano lessons with, he really turned me on to like drawing cartoons of people because he sat there and he drew a cartoon of Tony oh, Riley oh, yeah. duck hunting and the, he pulls the gun and the, mm -hmm. um, the rifle and the get, kick from the gun makes his toupee fly off. Nice. So we would sit there and just draw yeah, cartoons yeah. of him all the yeah. time, you know. And Because uh, <laughs> there was this one guy in my class um, uh, named... Um, can I just say a name here or does it even matter? Of course. Okay, this guy's name was Jackie Cardinal. And... Um, Jackie Cardinal never did his homework. And um, I mean, Jackie Cardinal can sue us, but okay, good luck. Okay, it's like a blood from a stone, you know, or turnip any, or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, um, the T Tony Riley would always ask like for our homework, and then like he'd say Jackie Cardinal and Jackie Cardinal, you know. <laughs> he was kind of like he was kind of like a, a cross between Truman Capote and Baby Huey. Oh wow! You know, <laughs> and so he'd get up and go, "I forgot," you know. <laughs> and so Tony Riley throw his head down on the desk, and so like I drew a cartoon of like Jackie Cardinal forgetting his homework, and Tony Riley throwing his head down on his desk, uh -huh. and the toupee falls off into this box of duck decoys that he always had sitting in his front of his desk, and he. Busted me with that cartoon. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he didn't say anything about it. You know, he just looked at it. Said, pretty funny, huh? And um, this guy that I knew was like about five years older than me. He had Tony Riley. He talked about how he had him for homeroom in seventh grade. And he had just a rim of hair. Eighth grade comes up and he comes so, walking to class and he had a whole head of hair. So it's a bunch of eighth grade boys, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, so like they just start screaming with laughter, yes. you know. And so, and Thord, Tony Riley was a portly guy, you yeah, know. Like he was, a, he was, you know, like he, he was a rotund guy, yeah. you know. Not. Yeah. So he had to walk out of the class and have some other teacher come in and tell everybody to calm down. You know? Really? Yeah. I always wonder about those. I mean, you still see them. Less so now, but so with the with the, the bad headpiece, the bad toupees. Like, what the fuck are they thinking? Can they not? What like? It, it must be a thing where something in their minds they they think it looks better than it is because it never looks good. Yeah. You can tell it from a mile away. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what is that thing on your head? Why did you put that on who, there? Who What's you, wrong with having a bald head? Who do you think you're fooling? Yeah. You know, it's even more. And it's obviously you're only trying to fool yourself. Right. I mean, it almost never looks. It's very rare that it looks good. No. Now I knew a story about a bunch of guys once that were all in a, going into a restaurant, mm. you know, like a diner after they've been out drinking all night. And it was yeah. in winter, and they're all wearing hats. Yeah. And one of the guy had a toupee on, and everybody was just talking. And they were just like grabbing each other's hats, saying, "It's not polite to wear a hat inside." And somebody grabbed the guy's toupee and pulled oh that off. God. 
what was it but, attached to it? Hopefully it wasn't like I have no like you know like, some of those things are like right really, really glued on, on there. Man. Yeah, I don't know whether you know like that was like one of those stories where I just wonder like if it was a true story yeah, yeah. or not. You know, somebody saying yeah, trying to be funny. So how? So what? Like what was your first band? What's that? What was your first band? <laughs> oh man, it was in Southern Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? I'm like junior high. Yeah. What was, was it a rock band? Or? It was a rock band. You know, like we played like, um, uh, you know, like because um, we didn't know we didn't know that you know people wrote their own songs. We just did you know cover songs. Sure. You know. Well, that's how that most bands uh -huh. started, right? start off. Yeah. The covers. It's weird, yeah, if you read some of those, like, old histories of rock and roll, how, yeah, like, with the early bands, they all played, each, in each town, everybody played the same song. Right. And they even, a lot of them even recorded all the same, whatever the, and because the local people control the jukeboxes, and if you, if you put, can put your version into the jukebox instead of the hit version, you can make the money. Right, right. Or to get to the radio station, so it's even... Yeah, before the payola and yeah. all that. If you just control the jukebox, it's right. sort of, you can regional. Make, yeah, regional. It's all regional. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting, man. Yeah, it was, uh, well, yeah, people like the Beatles that changed all that. Mm -hmm. where they were, and, and just big money. Yeah. But, yeah, having... The, when people realized that there was some really good money to be made. Yeah, from... Composing. Controlling, yeah. Did, did you ever read any of those Nick, Nick Tasha's books about mm -hmm. like early rock and roll and early like country and stuff? I like he, those books. Yeah, he's. He I mean, he's got he's got some access to grind. He's obviously got like a real point of view about stuff. But uh, yeah, he, there's a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of interesting stories in there. Yeah, I'd like to. Did you ever read that Dean Martin one? Oh, it's so good. It is. Do you really, know? It's, well, it yeah, is. it's more like a history of Las Vegas. Right. But, yeah. It is really good though. Yeah. That's a it's probably one of the best biographies I ever read. It's about and he even admits like he's a guy that was unknowable, you know, it was just like a mystery from beginning to end. Like yeah. nobody really knew what made him tick. Mm -hmm. He just didn't give a shit. No. He sounded like he just pretty much like sitting in a chair watching westerns. Yeah, he liked westerns, he liked to play golf, mm -hmm. he liked to drink, but yeah, he just didn't except for I yeah, also, yeah, there was a couple of things with Dean Martin recently. I, I watched, the Music Box just recently showed uh, Rio Bravo. Did you ever see that movie? I did. He plays a drunk in it. Mm -hmm. He's really fucking good. Yeah. He's actually acting. I mean, like, so... Yeah, those very first movies that he made after like the split, what, he had to really act. You yeah. Know? And he, then, like, then by the 60s, by the rap yeah. pack. Because, like, both him and Sinatra, both when they started out... Yeah. Like, it was um, really good. They were really, they really tried, and then yeah. sometime around the 1960s, it was just like you know, they, they, you know, yeah, it was just so. a chance for them to goof off. You know, everybody goofed off. There was another one I watched recently called uh, that was really good. It's got a minor role, small role in it called Kiss Me Stupid. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. that? Oh yeah, that's so good. That, yeah, Billy it's Wilder. A, it's a, yeah, but that's it's more Ray Walston and uh, Kim Novak. Mm -hmm. They're the sort of the stars of it, but uh, he, you know, he plays himself basically. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the bar. Yeah. yeah. And they're in Climax, Nevada. Climax, yeah. yeah. It's a great. Yeah. It's very, I didn't even know what to like. It was just 
it was sort of weird and mean-spirited, the whole movie. Like, uh -huh. It was kind of off, something off about it. But and like, then he plays himself, more or less, and he's totally unlikable. Yeah, he's totally yeah. unlikable. Like, he plays, yeah, he's not the hero of that. Right, and everybody's unlikable, though, also, because much. Ray Walston, you know, yeah, he's just hires just a joke. prostitute, gets in a fight with his wife, hires a prostitute. Yeah, it's a Because he, he's a also, like, paranoid that his wife is having affairs with everybody. Isn't that, that weird, the gas station guy who was his, his yeah. like, song partner? Yeah, <laughs> that song also. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. But like all kinds of wrong. Like it's sort of not surprising that people don't know about that movie anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's like one of those movies. I don't think it did very well when it no. came out because it was just too weird and nasty. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, man, did you ever see The Young Lions? Also, Young Lions. That's him, Montgomery Cliff, and Marlon Brando, and it's telling the side. Marlon Brando plays a Nazi. No, and, I don't know if I saw um, that one. Montgomery Cliff is a Jewish soldier, and B. Martin's a soldier also. And it's, you know, like, it's dealing with Montgomery Cliff and um, Dean Martin, and like, um, and Montgomery Cliff has to go through all sorts of anti Semitic yeah. shit, you yeah. know, like, in the service. And then, like, there's another story where Marlon Brando's, like, this German country guy, and he doesn't, you know, He's blind to what the Nazis are all about. He just thinks it's making Germany great again. Sure, yeah. You know, and then at the end, he's, he, a good, he's the good soldier. He's and the, the, yeah, he's the good German, soldier. Whatever. And yeah. then, like, he gets, he finds out everything at the end. He gets disillusioned. And, um, oh, it's, uh, it's a pretty good movie. I'll look that one up. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. Did you think of uh, like the the drawing of the characters and stuff? How was it related to these? Was it ever related to these bands? Or was it the same thing? What's that? Like you, you, the drawing and the music. Were they were they related? or Were they two separate tracks? Do you ever think? I of think them? they're related. Yeah. You know, it's all just yourself. Yeah. You know. I like thinking about that kind of stuff just because it's. Yeah, the different mediums, like, they're not the same, but they are the same, I They guess. are kind yeah. of the same, you know? I think I can only compartmentalize myself, like, in a social situation. Yeah. You know, but if I don't have to be in a social situation, then I just let myself run free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a thing, I mean, with the stuff you do, there's some sort of, there's sort of like this... It's something about like a, a music or like an art of a past, some kind of other past, but it's your own version of it, kind of. So it's sort of about like the history of art and music, but it's, it's some kind of it's your own version of it. I, I, thought, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how to put it, but and to me there's the, there's some kind of connection between the those weird characters and the in the music, right? And, and the, Especially in, in Tijuana Hercules, but I don't know if it was as much in the other in the older bands. Probably uh, not as less much. so. Probably Tijuana Hercules is is where I get the. You know. It's probably the most your own, right? Right. And, it is, and the thing you know, you've done the longest, right? Right. Yeah. So how long is it? How long do you want Hercules to go? About eighteen years. Eighteen years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's almost ready to drink. Right. I know, <laughs> man. It's old enough to go to the army. Yeah. <laughs> can send it off to the front. Right. <laughs> Where'd the name come from? 
Uh, you know, you heard about those Tijuana Bibles. Oh, it was from the Bibles? Yeah, man, you know, and I thought that was so clever, you know, like when I found that out. And then I didn't know that I was not as clever as what I thought I was. And, you know, like a bunch of other people had that idea also. Well, the name in their band Tijuana Bibles. Oh, yeah. You know, like that there was a Guns N' Roses type of band from some suburb of New York. The name themselves that. You know. Oh, it's called Tijuana Bibles. Right. So then, yeah. So, so I just thought, well, okay, then I'm gonna name it something that nobody will capture this name. You yeah. Know. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's hard to come up with these band names. Right. <laughs> right. I will sit around and ask, talk about, yeah, what? sit around and talk about, like, you know. I'm, Did you come up with it all by yourself, or was there, like, brainstorming with some kind of, like, it was just you, right? Just me. Yeah. Was that the first band that it was, like, you felt like it was totally your own, or were the other bands, some of the other bands, your own, too? Uh, well, you know, like. Cause you've been in a, I mean, how many bands have you, you've been in a bunch of bands? Yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, know. Over, you know, what, 30 years or something? Yeah. 30 more or more or something? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's sort of, you know, sort of hard to say, you know, like, cause I'm not really like that much of a, you know, things gotta be my way mm -hmm. so much, but, you know. I don't like arguing a whole lot either. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like if somebody, if somebody wants to, because a lot of times it seems like if somebody wants to argue with me about things, they're just arguing with me just, you know, Yeah. to argue, you know. What do they argue? I mean, what do they, what's what's the stupidest art band, like, music band argument you ever had? Well, sure there's one thing I thought was really stupid, I, uh, <laughs> I drew a cartoon, I thought it would make a great record cover. It was two catfish talking to each other and they're laying on a sidewalk and one are they talking in top in balloons or they're talking in balloons yeah yeah and one one is one out of his balloon is a naked woman with a ton of pubic hair uh -huh. and they're both smoking cigarettes and the other one has an exclamation point uh-huh and somebody got really oh somebody in your band was not approving of that right. yeah. why because they thought it was sexist or they thought I think they were it was worried that their parents would see it oh really <laughs> wow did, was this, this band member a teenager or something? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't. I don't really know what the reason for, for of a that fucking was. rock band. I don't really know what the reason of that was. I was just pulling shit, but I don't know. There's been, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, it just sort of seemed like when you're young, you know, especially when you're young and playing and band, people are much more emotional about things, you know. It's serious, they think it's like they're gonna yeah, be... Yeah, I don't know what, you know. Because it seemed like, you know, like, I mean, people that I've run around with, they've had no illusions of anything of, outside of, of being a marginal, super marginal characters, you know. Did you ever, did you have an illusion early on? Like, did you think that you'd be like, you know, on the cover of Rolling Stone or something? No, or no, I don't know really? what the, no, I don't know what no. success would have been at that. What, yeah. when did you, you started in the 80s or? Mm -hmm. You started in the 80s, right? Yeah, Playing but music. it's like, did I ever since I've been a, you know, uh, a teenager, always like music that wasn't, you know. But you knew early on that this was not music that was gonna be like. Yeah. Yeah, for I a guess, mass audience. I guess so. You know, and that was, was that always part of it? Like, was that good? Well, you know what I mean? You know, um, 
It's just something that you're drawn to. Yeah. You know, it's something that you're drawn to, and it's something that gives you pleasure. You know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like. I don't like when people are being intentionally weird to get some sort of reaction right. when yeah, it's sort a, of phony. But that's a drag. But to be out just out there. But I do realize over the years, especially lately, that the shit that I like is not stuff that a lot of people like. And right. it's not. But it's not intentional. So no, yeah, it's, like I've been pitching this book. I've, I've I've written a book finally. But good. It's a book uh, of. My uh, the concert sketches that I've been doing all uh-huh. these years with with kind of like memories associations and stuff and all the people I pitched this book to their main complaint is it's all of musicians that nobody's ever heard of but that's not what I didn't go see those people because they were obscure they I went to see them because that's what I well, liked yeah you know. Uh, and it's 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 weird. I don't know. Right. I don't know what to do with that exactly. Right. Um, right. Man, I don't even know what to say about that because it's you know. You just sort of have this feeling like, well, you know, I only get to live once. I might as well like what I like. You know. Yeah. And, um, I might as well. I might as well be what I want to be. Yeah. But yeah, there's those genuine, you know world-class weirdos like you know i mean i can go down like a captain beefheart rabbit hole i, I could just listen to that shit for hours you know what Are you, i don't like Captain you don't like you don't like him interesting I how come man you think he's hokey kind of you know like man this was the thing with like i always hear people say oh captain beefheart trout mask replica mm-hmm. all this shit you know and so like the other day you know like a lot of times when you're doing screen printing, you know, like I'll just put something on, you know, because mm-hmm. like, you, you can just sit there and give your attention, you know, yeah. to something. So I thought, I'll fucking give this crop mask rubber. You just never really give well, it a chance. Okay, or... now, you know, like when I was in kindergarten, there was this guy that I was friends with in kindergarten who had a brother that was in high school mm-hmm. and like later high school. And um, that guy, that guy's brother was into Zappa and, um, Captain Beefheart. So yes. this guy was always talking about in kindergarten. Sure. Talking about, you know, <laughs> Zappa and Captain Beefheart, yeah. you know, and acting like these were great jokes. And it's just, you know, like even in kindergarten, I knew like Yellow Snow, dogs peeing in it, yeah. peeing in it. That you know, that didn't, that you know, that didn't seem profound or funny yeah. to me, you know. And then like, and then man, when I moved to Florida, I knew some people that were really kind of nutty, yeah. you know, like. You know, they were great in small doses. You know, yeah. like there's this one guy who really kind of taught me to play guitar. Yeah. You know, but man, this guy, he was just, you know, he was just fucking insane. That's more or less like he, yeah. he quit school by the time I showed up, you yeah. know, but he would show up. He'd be like out on the beach for a couple of days. So he'd come to school, like crashing school and yeah. dancing around like Daffy Duck, like in those ones when, before Daffy Duck was angry where he's just making that noise and just <laughs> yeah. bouncing up and down, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he'd be like barefoot. You think it was just like a chemical imbalance of oh, some kind? Yeah, it was a chemical imbalance before people knew what chemical yeah. imbalances yeah, yeah. were, you know? But I would hang out with this guy because he like um, had a bunch of 78s and stuff and he, uh-huh. could, he could play guitar really good, but um, you couldn't get him to play for more than like 30 seconds on some sort of you know riff but you know we would go over I would go over there and you yeah. know we'd get loaded and play guitars yeah. and talk but uh the Captain Beefheart stuff sort of reminded me of like this guy at his 
worse to be around. Mm. I could see. I, I kind of like the music, but I just think what he sings about is, you know, I it's not profound to me. I, I don't know that you it's know. supposed to be. Like I, think I don't think it is. I think it sounds. Uh, yeah. And I, I think he I made a lot of it up like on what, the spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. You know. That's interesting. Yeah, I really like it, but I mean, I was exposed to it pretty young too. Mm -hmm. I had a. My best friend growing up was like a, his father was a big dead, deadhead, and he'd mm -hmm. make these tapes for us. And one of the, so I got a tape of Trout Mask Replica mm -hmm. when I was like in sixth or seventh grade. So I got that, and I had you know that and like Def Leppard, you know. Okay, so, man. So I had to reconcile those two things. Right, like, man. I like both. I, right. I didn't really understand either of them. Probably. Yeah, Trout Mask Replica is probably not even the best. I mean, there's a lot of other B-Card stuff. There's a lot more of it, more, it's more straight kind of blues kind right. of stuff. But I mean, doing. there's other stuff, like I like that first record yeah. quite a bit. And then, like, I like, um, I like songs like Run, Paint, Run, Run, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah. Yeah, he did, you know, a bunch of good you know, Diddy you know, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's not like that I'm visually angry yeah. about it, you know, yeah. that's my life's mission to talk yeah. about it, it's just, <laughs> yeah. there's other things that I'd much rather, yeah. that I'd much rather listen to. So it was like the old time stuff, like old, but old rock and roll too, or? Old no? rock and roll too, yeah, and that's like what I really got into, you know. Like who, like, like who, like who is a Man, I like that 50 stuff a whole lot, you Yeah, know, I just like that stuff where, um, where there's a lot of reverb on it, you know, like in doo-wop groups. Oh, okay. You know? Man, there was this... When I was in junior high, there was a... Um, we could go anywhere we wanted to for lunch, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't enough room in the cafeteria, so we'd go downtown, and there was this place called Schmitty's Cigar Store, and upstairs there was a pool hall, you know, and... Um, incense is sort of a shit-kicking place, you yeah. know? And... Um, uh, and this cigar store, it'd be a bunch of old men sitting there, yeah. you know, and it's like the windows, you know, were just sort of brown with dirt, you know, and there'd yeah. be like, the only women were the, you know, older women that served you food, you know, and um, everybody smoked, right? Everybody smoked, you know, yeah. Yeah. so like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to go in there because they thought that, you know, like it was a den of liquid, yeah. you know, but I like going in there, but that music sort of reminded me of, you know, like that, of that place. Yeah. If you can see how I'm sort of drawing, which probably, yeah, nobody can see it but me, but, you know. Huh. Was it like a... But I love, like, you know, just like, uh, just like hearing, like, you know, the bass voice sing and, like, all those voices, and then, like, that heavy-duty reverb. Yeah. You know. Huh. Or like like the Ravens or something. Yeah, something like man. That. Yeah, <laughs> like those kinds of groups. Yeah, or, or the Five Royals. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was some. some and like Little Richard, you know. Yeah. How Little Richard would just scream, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. huh. And then, man, um, right across the river from Vincennes, there was this, the, so on the Wabash River. So there's a town of about 5,000 people called Lawrenceville, Illinois. And there was a guy there um, named uh, R.D. Cunningham, who was sort of like the straw boss of the town. Yeah. You know, like he was a lawyer of some sort. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he had a kid that, uh, 
who's older than older than me, you know, like um, who went insane while he was in college, mm -hmm. you know. And so to save the family shame, they sent him to one of those halfway houses up in Chicago. Mm. And what is crazy? Do you know Mark Shippey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mark Shippey and I both worked at those halfway houses. I, I was. I wanted to. He, he just played Monday, and I. I, was, I missed it. I was gonna go. I didn't go. Ah, He's playing at the hideout. I yeah. Love, that guy's such a great. I mean, Jesus Christ! Talk about a great guitar player. Yeah. He goes all over the place. He does. Yeah. Man. He is like unbridled. Yeah. In his mind. But anyway, man, I was talking to him, and uh, somehow the house he worked at, R.D. Cunningham, was one of the. Huh. The the one that went nuts. You really? know, like Roscoe was a dad, Artie was a son. And so um Artie was at one of the houses. And Mark was working there? Mark and so like as I was what, talking, as like an order? Yeah, like, like just, you know, like, like yeah, yeah, you're sort of you know, like they have it's like these houses in a neighborhood and you're sitting there, you know, and you're just more or less making sure nobody sticks their finger in a light socket. You know, How old Artie. was Mark when he was working? He was really young. Man. Shit, you know, like I think Mark might still be doing it till now. Oh, really? Yeah. I never knew what that guy did for what jobs he had. That's he. That's what he, he lasted. He lasted there longer than everybody. Huh? When did you meet him? Later? Or like, I met him. I knew him before I moved up here. Oh, so that was just a coincidence? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how. Yeah. How? How we got talking? But anyway, huh. man, I, I would go to these record stores when I was like in junior high, this record store that's in Vincennes, you know, because there's only one record store, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, just sitting there, you know, trying to figure out what you're about, you're just looking at every record cover, yeah. and so I'm looking at the blues section, and there's this, uh, there was this John Lee Hooker record called Sitting Here Thinking, and it's him on the cover, just a close-up shot, and he's holding a big lighter, it looks like it's from the 70s, and this... Artie Cunningham, like there's a bunch of street workers. Yeah. And so like he comes walking in with like, you know, like a hammer from Thor. Yeah. You know, like and he's all dirty because yeah. like his dad has pull, you know, would get him on these, you know, yeah. government jobs. Yeah. You know. So anyway, like I'm looking at this guy saying, Great record, I'd recommend you buying that. It'll change your life. You know, and he's talking to me and he's yeah. getting esoteric with me. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden he just looks at me. And starts lifting his shoulders up and going. Oh yeah. You know, so I'm, and he's got a, yeah. a mallet in his hand also. And I thought, man, you know, the next thing that's going to happen is, you know, my head's going to be a yeah. melon, you know, yeah. <laughs> compared to this. But anyway, so I bought the record. And I uh -huh. took it home, and it's like one of those weird John Lee Hooker records, you know, like because I was used to, you know. You'd heard Johnny Hooker before? Or? No, yeah. man. I don't think. I don't know. I, I, Did he have people playing with him? Or yeah, was people it, playing okay. with him, but it was like that weird, you know, uh, own rhythm of his, you know. And it sounded like it just sounded like everything was taken at the top of the stairs and thrown down. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, because he played, it wasn't even three chords. It was no, it was just like one, one chord. One you know? chord. One thing. Like and there was figure. no. There was no rhyming pattern. No, you know, no. Like, and no, was no. It, it, you know, it was oh, just yeah. like you know, like. Talk about something and then like talk about something else, you know. Yep. Did you ever see him play? I yeah. saw him, I got Man. to see him once. Unfortunately, he was with a bunch of young people. Like he had a whole fucking backup band. Uh -huh. And you know, at this point, he was really old and he was already sitting. He got up for one song. He was able to, but 
I like they were just like fucking unnecessary window dressing. I wish it was just him playing his guitar. Right. Uh, and yeah, they would, he would play like one the same note. Uh -huh. Like it was just one one chord, basically. Uh, it was pretty intense stuff. Yeah. So that was sort of so that was obviously a formative, like that. Yeah. But oh well, you know that one guy that I, I told you the nut from Florida. The, the guitar guy. Yeah. yeah. We were like, I don't know, we were about 18 or so, and he was playing at a place about the size of this place, all of it. You know, and he had like um, a guy playing like acoustic slide guitar and bass. It was, it was like not window dressing behind yeah. him. Yeah. You know, but opening but he was, up. He was the front man? He was, yeah, he was sitting in a chair, you, uh -huh. know, yeah. you know, doing his thing. And, um, and uh, so anyway, like there was a, this, you know, this really horrible white blues band that was opening up, you know, just bombastic, man. And so, like, like uh, blues hammer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, my friend and I thought, you know, because we're still under the impression, because we'd heard like you can drink any music good, you know. So we thought, let's just get smashed, you know. And this will sound great. Drink any music good, huh? right? You know. So like, we just got drunk as hell, you know. And so my friend just ran up in the middle of while John Lee Hooker was talking and just said, you gotta shake my hand, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so he shook his hand and said, uh, there's no money in here, but uh, I'll shake it anyway. Wow. But yeah, then I saw him like later, you know, yeah. like where I was like in a bigger thing, where I was like, you know, you have like sort of blues hammer back and yeah. you know, so it's just like, yeah. You know, the three chord buggy and him just saying, how, 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 how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was sort of like that. Uh, yeah, it was some kind of blues festival thing. But, but the first time was transcendent. Oh, yeah. That I saw him, That's you cool. know. Yeah. I did drink the music good that for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's, in, yeah, it's interesting where, where shit comes from. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You gotta get going? A little bit. Time. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for meeting me, man. Yeah. It's a, always a pleasure. Yeah. Are, are you playing any gigs for this for this uh, record and stuff? Or, um, or? Yeah, I'm not really sure when those are gonna yeah. happen. I got I got this thing I was gonna give you. Okay. I, got, I got two art shows coming up, but this is the this is the next one. Now, man, did you you talked about hopping on the CTA? Yeah. You just ever hop on like without anywhere to go? That's what uh, this is show is all. It's going to be about 50, 50 of these marker drawings that I did. I just got on the CTA with a bunch of markers. And Holy cow! Congratulations! I heard somebody was telling me about that you were having some something up opening up over there yep oh firecat yeah oh, tony fitzpatrick's former art studio yeah. oh it's not his anymore no oh nope it's now just a gallery yeah okay yeah he started with another guy named stan klein and but stan klein now runs it by himself yeah it's cool yeah yeah i like it's, going it's gonna over be good there. yep yeah i used to when i was i, I moved out to la when i was 18 mm. and i didn't have a lot of money so um a lot of times I would just hop on the bus, you know, yeah. not pay attention to where the bus was going. Sure. And just, you know, ride. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to, to find out about a place. Uh -huh. I mean, find out about a place and find out about people. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, I mean, yeah, it's sort of like 
having a theater, like non-stop theater show in front of you. And they get on and on, it changes all the time. But, you know, I've drawn in my sketchbooks for a million years on buses and trains, but I couldn't figure out how to add color to it because I don't like adding color afterwards, like at home. And then I saw this kid at a yard sale. It was actually singing, hanging out with Kelly Hogan once. Uh -huh. and she was. We went to a yard sale, and these kids were there with a bunch of Crayola crayons, just coloring, drawing, and I sat down to draw with them. Uh -huh. And it just hit me. This is... Like, I need to do something like this. So is this crayon right here? No, it's it's marker. But, like, okay. the crayons weren't bright enough. Yeah, I was going to say, so like, these but then I thought really back bright to, for a crayon. I thought back to, like, what other kids' kind of tools can use, and I thought of markers. And they make some fancy-ass markers now, I'll tell you. They're not cheap either. But they're great. Uh, so I, I got, yeah, I go on these buses with, like, a... A purse I got, an old lady purse from a thrift store filled with markers oh, around sweet, my neck. man. Yeah, so I'm like a crazy person. You on know, I was going to say, bus. man, carrying that purse and the fact that you got a mustache, nobody's going to talk to you. No, uh, the, every once in a while somebody will like say something nice, but I, I'm so used to drawing in public that I just don't, I'm not bothered and I'm good. I don't stare at people. I'll just glance and then look away. You know, <laughs> I'm good at that. But yeah, it's all just about capturing little moments and stuff. And, yeah, it's just an endless fucking melodrama. Right. Sometimes it's a comedy, sometimes it's a tragedy. Right. There. But yeah, it's great. I've got, yeah, I've, been, I've done like a hundred of them. I'm going to show about 50. Oh yeah. my God. Yep, 50 of them framed. See, like, now, I'll pose this to you, you know, like, what? sitting there, like, people ask you about, like, drawing or something. It's just that you have to do it, you know? Yes. Uh, the, me and the world would be uh, much unhappier. The world would be much harder to, to, to stomach for me. You might not even be alive, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, if I couldn't do that. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah, I can't, I can't like, help doing that. It's like that. therapy or, or you know, something, yeah. It keeps you grounded. Yeah, it's close you know, like, to the ground as I can Right, get. you know, like, because there'll be times if I, you can't do something, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's just like, we just start feeling out of sorts, you know. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, when I'm doing that, things are a lot better. And even if the results are shit, it doesn't matter. No. And most of the times they are. You know, I mean, I make a lot of fucking work, and I realize that, you know, whatever, 80, 90 percent of it should probably go in the garbage. But uh, my my strategy is just to throw everything out there and then it, let it sort itself out. You know what I mean? And I mean, one of the good things about the internet is it's like a it's a place where you can just try shit out. So you can throw stuff out there, and it'll either catch or it won't catch. Uh, yeah, you have to have some faith that it will work out. Like, well, like if something with any kind of quality will find whatever audience it deserves, you know? That's probably a good place to stop. Stop yammering. Stop. We'll, we'll do a part two yeah. later. It'll be, it'll be seven hours long. Right, exactly. Hey, you want to ride? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs>